Super Talk Mississippi media production. Running a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWG Employer Services You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you on a Friday. Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Text us. Be a part of the show. 601-879-4395. Ole Miss, Arkansas this weekend. Mississippi State, Western Michigan this weekend. A little less juice behind that one than the uh, the former mentioned game. But that's okay. It's a game nonetheless. You only get, well, usually, you only get seven of those at home. Mississippi State's a little lucky this year. You get eight. So, uh, enjoy yourself, because uh, come March, you'll really regret not being at the stadium, I think. Well, assuming the outcome is what it should be, anyway. Yes. Yes, there is that to consider. Th- th- there but I think be, that'll be okay. There can be a real regret not going to the game this weekend. I don't foresee that being the case, but anyway. Enjoy it. The weather tomorrow is going to be immaculate. You know, th- there's these people up in Big Ten country that want to pretend that football weather is like 36 degrees and like sleeting or whatever. They like to pretend that, well, it's really miserably cold here is like a character trait that they that you know we should admire of theirs. No, my friends, football weather is the weather we are getting this weekend. Highs in the upper 60s, lows in the upper 40s, not a cloud in the sky. That is football weather. And it's, yes. it's finally here. It's kind of taken a while, but that is football weather. We will, Not whatever those idiots up there say. That. We will get to enjoy that. That being said, there is something. Football in a blizzard is fun. Don't don't act like it isn't. It's fun as a novelty. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that is half your season, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. I kind of like I kind of like football in the bad weather. Watching or attending? See, there's your difference. Well, I don't have to attend. I don't. I don't. I don't live in the north. That's your difference. There's a reason that all these new stadiums up north are, are building domes in like these covered areas where fans can't get touched. It's because the weather sucks. Anyway, beautiful for golf as well. Sanderson Farms Championship going on this weekend. I will be there uh, tomorrow. Already got a, a DM from one of you guys. Um, the, the nicest guy on earth, apparently. I'm not going to say his name because I mean, just a nice guy said, 
hey, if I see you tomorrow, do you mind if I say hey? And I was like, you don't have to ask. If you see us in public, come say hey. There's your permission. Just say hello. I promise you we appreciate it. So, no, don't ask. If I see you, can I say hey? Of course you can. I would love to interact with any of you guys tomorrow. If you see any of us in public, that's fine. You can say hello. Just don't touch Richard. He doesn't like that. Yeah, at all. Just yeah. You keep your hands off of him. You because if you don't, he'll look at you and say, "Don't touch me, you filthy pores." <laughs> you don't want that. He's got somebody behind him with a bottle of hand sanitizer anytime he has to shake yeah, at all times. Hand. Yeah, at all times, all times. Just get yeah. this off me. Get this off. Now, actually, yes, it's, it goes a step further. He has somebody who actually puts a glove on his hand, he shakes the hand, and they throw the glove away. He doesn't actually take the glove off or put it on. His manservant does that. <laughs> Jeeves. Here's a question. If Ole Miss wins, are we a better team? Or if we lose, is LSU not that good? Well, here, here's why that question is impossible to answer. That's why transitive property doesn't work. If Arkansas beats Ole Miss, it almost beat LSU, LSU beat Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so, no, look, if Ole Miss, and we'll talk about this uh, in two questions coming up later, if Ole Miss loses this game, then there's going to be some conversations to be had because, my gosh, if, uh, look, there are there are going to be people that are going to roll their eyes at the statement I'm about to make, but this is what you're telling your team of 18 to 22-year-olds. Every goal that you have as a team is still in front of Ole Miss, the playoff, Winning the SEC, all of that is still there. Now, again, I know some people are going to say, well, they got Georgia on the schedule. I get it. But they have all of that in front of them still. It is all within their – if Ole Miss wins out, they'll make the playoff. They will. 11-1 team from the SEC West with a win in Athens will make the playoff. I promise. They will. So it's all in front mm-hmm. of them. Losing to Arkansas would be a letdown of epic proportions after what happened last week. But that doesn't say anything about LSU, really, because, again, LSU beat Arkansas. What happens in Columbia tomorrow morning will tell you a lot about LSU. In the Tiger versus Tiger Bowl. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Every, everything's connected. That's why they all play each other. Don't don't get don't get caught too caught up in, the, are we better than, but they lost. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to play each other at the end of the season. The end of the season, the team that goes to Atlanta, that's the best team. That's yeah. the best team. Mm-hmm. It's uh, typically how it goes. Uh, speaking of, um, I'm going to spend my weekend at the golf tournament watching uh, football as well from the golf tournament because you can do that there. Uh, Steve Gent is the mm-hmm. man. There, I w- was out there yesterday. The screens are out there as they always have been. If you want to watch football at the golf tournament, you can do that, and it's the best. Um I do need to spend my Sunday morning uh, going to church, though, uh, because, hey, Dad, uh, the devil, my friend, is real. He's real. Um, okay. Little guy's running a bit of a fever, just not feeling well, kind of down, and, and he was up at 5 o'clock this morning, and, and he woke up crying just because he, he feels bad. And so get him over to the couch, no and it's still really dark outside, and, and I barely have any light on just to, to kind of help him. Um, but... He loves watching train videos on YouTube. So he sits down in his quiet little sick voice says, Daddy, watch trains. And, and I'll let him pick the video based on the thumbnail. And it was a very short video this time. And when it ended, he was in the bathroom. And so I was, I was helping him in there. And when we came back and sat down, 
it auto-played to the next suggested video, which was a collaboration mm-hmm. between Blippy and you guys know my feelings about Blippy already, a, uh, I mean, a, a domestic terrorist, and a character called Miss Rachel. And Miss Rachel, frankly, is actually very good for what she's trying to do. It's it. She does videos for like one and two year olds, helping like pronounce words and stuff like that. The single most annoying person that has ever existed on this planet. And they were together. They were together in the same video. And buddy, I I said, hey James, you want to trains? No, daddy, no, no. And he made me watch thirty five minutes of Blippy and Miss Rachel together. On the screen for 35 minutes. That was a sign from the Lord above that you need to spend more time in church because my enemy exists, Michael. That's what that yeah. was today. You got to learn how to, to tune things out. I can't tune out Miss Rachel. Oh my gosh. I you got to learn out. how to. She's impossible. I mean, I can. I, I, I don't remember uh, like what the kids' shows were when my kids were kids. You know, I remember like Jesse and. Uh, Oh God, I can't remember some of these shows, but I mean, they were like when they were, especially when they were in that transition between like cartoons and real TV, and you have those Disney afternoon shows where no child is allowed, no adult is allowed to talk without a child sassing them, which became a problem in my house to a point where I was like, I don't know if we can watch Disney Channel anymore because every time I open my mouth, I got to get some smart aleck response because you think there's a laugh track about to happen. It's not. It's not funny. So. I got to a point where eventually I was just like, you know, have you seen For Love of the Game? I have. Yeah, good movie. You know, where he's standing on the mountain, he's like, close the mechanism. And I could just I could just go silent. Like, I hear nothing. So, close the yeah. mechanism. You say that, but you've never seen Miss Rachel. Mm-hmm. Hi, friends. Hi. You, you Hi. act like there aren't. I'm Miss like you, like Rachel. I, Rachel. You act like I didn't have. Oh, kill me! I didn't have cartoons. You cartoons act like I didn't are have. Miss Rachel, I, not I didn't great. have these kind of things. Yeah, I didn't have these things. I had these things. I had the Wiggles. I had, I had the Teletubbies. I had, I had these things. Ooh, Teletubbies are bad. We haven't gotten there yet, but ooh, yeah. they're bad. I, I had these things, man. Uh, you, you, you're not exactly. You're not. You're not walking on the moon for the first time here. All right, I've been there. I've done this. The, the Wiggles. Have at least talent. Like there, there is thought and in, in talent put into their production. I guess. I guess I don't know. Uh, it's clear the mechanism. That's what it is. Clear, clear the, yeah, right. the mechanism. That's what you got to do. Okay, I enjoy that movie, but there are people that think that that's a bad it's sports not. movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say that there, there are also people who like it's better than uh, Field of Dreams, and that's where I would draw the line. I don't agree with that, but I like it. I, I don't, I don't know why people dump on it. I think it's actually a really the, good baseball the, movie. The guy who plays uh, third base for the Tigers in that game is named Chris Lamonis, but it's not Chris Lamonis. It's really what are the odds that there were to be two guys named Chris Lamonis in baseball? What are the odds of that? Yeah, like John Smith, sure. Chris Lamonis, really? Yeah. 
We'll talk high school football here in about 20 minutes. We'll do two questions at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. We'll talk to Bruce. We'll give our picks. We'll talk about food. Yeah, it's a full show on a Friday. Glad you're with us. We'll read some of your messages, including one from somebody that just does not know how to listen when we come back. Just a few friends. Just a few Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. Six year one eight seven nine forty three ninety five is the text line. We get this one. Borky really just said playoffs and Ole Miss in the same sentence. Since when was Sports Talk Miss a comedy show? Well, I'm going to do this. I shouldn't do this, but I'm going to do this. I see that. You're going to do this, huh? No, I'm not. Actually, I'm not. What I said and what I'm referencing is how you can continue to motivate your football team. I even put the qualifier out there that I know, I know, but this is what you can say to the team because everything, all of those goals are in front of them. I don't think that they will make the playoff. Use your brain, open your ears. I, I don't think they will. But if you're a coach, you tell them that they can. It's all in front of you. So lock in this week. There, there's an opportunity for an emotional letdown, I guess would be the right phrase, for Ole Miss on Saturday, coming off of that big win over LSU in Arkansas. Look, these are humans, and they probably watch the tape, and they're probably not that impressed. And they may not be as locked in as they were last week, coming off of a loss and it being a top 15 LSU team. So instead, you motivate them by two things. I would guess they used two things. Last year's film, despite almost no player on the field, on defense anyway, being there anymore, and a new scheme, but last year's film, and then get them to lock back in because all of those goals are still in front of them. That's what they should do. That's what they should do. We'll see if they do it. Ricky sends us a picture of the Arkansas band unloading at uh, at Vault Hemingway. That's an ugly bus. They need to do better than that for those guys. Jeez. They don't have KLLM like we do, uh, doing those awesome bus wraps. They just have, you know, some guy in his garage, I guess. I, I can't speak to the uh, Arkansas bus situation. So. I'm just, I see the I'm picture, and the bus is not impressive. Well, you know. It's for the band, though. No offense to the band, but their bus isn't going to be as impressive as the team's bus. Or the we, team's uh, yeah. tra- traveling uh, accommodations. We got this message on the Blippy and Miss Rachel uh, collaboration. Somebody says, I know that collaboration mm. all too well. As soon as it came out, made Bleach look appetizing. <laughs> oh, man. And Kelsey's wondering Ms. which... Miss Rachel is... Yeah. You know, and oh. again, for what she's trying to do, it's a- it's actually very good helping one- to two-year-olds enunciate words and stuff. I get it. Like, I get her purpose. I don't like her. There's a difference. You know what I mean? I get it, yeah. Yeah, she's uh, terrible. And Kelsey, it was the old one uh, as well. Uh, a bunch of people uh, talking about Barney being the worst. We we had somebody say that Peppa Pig has their kids speaking in a British accent. Believable. That's why I'm My afraid. daughter a few years ago found uh, someone who... Uh... Who, who does like they, they kind of uh, mess with Peppa Pig episodes and, and make them 
you know, more uh, risque is not the right word, but they're not the same afterwards. I'll just put it that way. So, you know, a little, little Photoshop and a little, uh, little sound, little overdubbing with the sound, and you got a whole different show there. Yeah, no, uh, no doubt. Here's another one. Uh, if Lane stays at Ole Miss, they will be in the playoffs in the near future. That's, um, you know, we're still a year away, and I understand that, but that would be the conversation all off season, and that would be the conversation right now. Because, yes, I think Lane Kiffin and staff need to be using that as motivation for this Ole Miss team. I don't expect them to win the rest of their games. It seems like a very, very tall order. And until they can put multiple games together where offense and defense look good at the same time, it's not going to happen. I mean, look, Daniels is elite at this point, and LSU's offense is elite. But Kiffin himself said you don't give up almost 700 yards just because they are good. There's problems with you, too. And so they they have yet to play a complete football game uh, this season. So until they do, predicting that is a a little goofy. But that would be the conversation right now this time next year. It's not, well, if they went out, they have a shot. It's that one loss. If it happens to come in Athens and they win the rest, guess what? They're in the playoff. A 10-win Power 5 team at the end of the season, if I looked at it correctly, and forgive me if I didn't, has never been ranked outside of the top 10 at the end of the regular season. A 10-win Power 5 team has never been ranked imagine, outside of yeah. the top 10 at the end of the regular season. Yeah. Can't imagine they would be. I mean, it would have to be some crazy year yeah. for college football where you had three or four undefeateds and three or four 11 wins. I mean, it would be almost impossible. Yeah. So that goal is attainable. That's the conversation we'd be having right now, and it would be more re- realistic than, you know, that's how you should motivate your team, but that's really it. So uh, that's a big yeah. deal, and that that's coming, and uh, and coming next year makes the off season a, a lot more interesting as uh, as well. Did you watch any football last night? Uh, I did not. I didn't get a chance to. You know, driving back home from uh, the Sanderson Farms, and then I had to stop here in the studio and do some work. I was almost like ten o'clock when I got home, and I was just like, eh. yeah. There, there was. Night. So the fishy line yesterday, I don't think that Vegas expected this, but the Bears walloped the Commanders last night. Yeah, that destroyed them. Yeah, I was really really surprised. The Bears should have gotten, I mean, they should have gotten two straight wins. They, they had the Broncos beat last week and couldn't get it done. Are the Bears getting better? Possibly. I don't think so, but we'll see. They uh, They finally figured out that, hey, Justin Fields can run. Maybe we should let him do that sometimes. Let's, let's let's put that into the game plan a little bit. You yeah. know, uh, I mean, million multi million dollar football coaches uh, took five weeks or four weeks to realize Justin Fields uh, should run the ball sometimes. You know, I guess better late than never. But yikes! Uh, he had a couple of college games last night. Western Kentucky beat Louisiana Tech. It was a weird one. Western Kentucky jumped out to a huge lead and then almost gave it up. And then Tech got the ball back down a touchdown and and couldn't. Couldn't survive there. And then Liberty beat Sam Houston State 21-16. to I didn't watch it a second of either one until the end of Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech. Tonight you've got Kansas State at Oklahoma State. If you're not doing anything Friday night, that one's worth watching. And Nebraska at game. Illinois. Yeah. 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 Those, are, those are good games. I'll take that as a little appetizer for tomorrow. Good games on a Friday tomorrow. night. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
We'll do two questions here in a little bit, but we we brought it up yesterday and it kind of got derailed by here's what I know about Western Michigan. Richard flexing that he he got to call a Western Michigan game earlier this year. Uh, Not much of a flex, but okay. What what are what are fans? We'll, we'll get like the two question aspect of it. What are fans looking for tomorrow? Mike Wright. <laughs> That's what they're looking for. Fans want to see Mike Wright at this point. They they are. And not are, like it's think, 35 nothing now you play him kind of role, right? Like, they want to see him. Right. They want to see him play when the game is, I mean, in doubt is, is a strong term because I hope that the game is not in doubt for State at any point. Otherwise, we got issues. But, yeah, in the first half, a full series, you know, and, and, and not just gimmicky RPO stuff. Run the offense. Let him throw the ball. Let him throw the ball down the field. See if he can do it. If, you know, there, there's, there, there's just... There's some Will Rogers burnout right now because he's not playing well, and it feels like if State had better quarterback play, they could have found a way to win maybe another game here. It's hard to believe I'm saying this, but if State had better quarterback play, they had a real chance against Alabama. But they didn't get better quarterback play. And I mean, when you look at some of the advanced stats on Will Rogers this year, they're not good. Nobody, no quarterback in the conference throwing more uncatchable passes than Will Rogers. Uh, you know, obviously, you know his lack of mobility is, is an issue. The air raid was able to mask a lot of that because of the way that the system runs. This system requires different things of its quarterbacks, and thus far, Rogers just hasn't really been able to deliver that. He did have a great game against South Carolina, and that's kind of the hope. You know, LSU. I, I thought LSU's defense was good. It obviously isn't. Alabama's defense, I know, is good. So they struggled in those two games. Maybe, they, you know, that you're playing lesser defenses kind of the rest of the way, especially against Arkansas. Maybe you can get some of that confidence and play some play the way you played against uh, South Carolina. It, but if you can do that, that's fine. But but this weekend, I think the, the if you poll Mississippi State fans, what's the main thing you want to see? I'd like to see Mike Wright a little bit more in the game. So you mentioned those advanced stats. There's one that stood out to me, and we'll, we'll probably have to pick this uh, conversation up later, talking high school football here in a little bit. But uh, among SEC quarterbacks with 50 or more pass attempts, Will Rogers ranks 14th in the SEC in explosive pass play percentage. What is that? Passes that mm-hmm. go for further than 10 yards down the field. 10% of his passes go for more than 10 yards. That is ahead mm-hmm. of Joe Milton, by the way, who's 15th. You got two A and M quarterbacks ahead of uh, them because of uh, injury. Dang. But but Milrow, if you can believe it, leads the SEC. Twenty one percent of his passes are explosive passes. Jackson Dart is second at just under twenty one percent. Daniels at almost nineteen percent, and Brady Cook at fifteen and and down from there. So, I mean, the, the, those were the exact numbers or placement anyway in explosive plays that you saw for the last couple of years. Offense changed. Mm. That uh, that has not. Uh, Dwayne said, by the way, that, uh, well, I want to see Will in his last year. He's earned it. I disagree with you on, on that sense. Unfortunately, it's not a a good kids game. It's a wins and losses business. It's what it Absolutely. is. If, if all yeah. the good kids got to play all the time, your team wouldn't win very much. It's about who yeah, can give you the not best about, chance to win. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely not. It's definitely not that. Six zero one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. High school football. When we come back. Are we gonna do this? 
back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. Super Talk Mississippi. We'll get to high school football here in one second, but Amanda asked a really good question. Amanda in Pike County says, I have a question. What is the advantage of winning the opening coin toss and deferring to the second half, especially when your defense is bad? Now, Amanda is a L- our resident LSU fan here. She said, I'd take that first possession and run the ball down the field to score first and get the, in the opposing team's head. So I did a little research during the break. The best I could find was an NFL number where 52.6, so 53%, of NFL teams that win the coin toss, win the game. Does that help you? Probably not. In LSU's case, though, them winning a coin toss and deferring is the stupidest thing that they can do. You've got one of, if not the best offense in America, and your defense is, hey, that's word, putrid. Get the ball, go down the field, and score. Start the game with momentum. Kicking the ball to somebody else is just a bad decision uh, for LSU for the rest of the season. If they win a toss and defer... Fire Brian Kelly and pay him his $80 million. Actually, don't do not do that. 6 year one 4395 is the text line. Will East joins us right now talking high school football. And, uh, and Will, the, uh, we'll start here. The Miss Al All-Star uh, lineups were released this week. Another reminder of how ridiculously talented this year's recruiting class is out of the state of Mississippi. It's incredible, especially on defense. Uh, I think that's the standout to me. You know, Mississippi's always produced a lot of uh, talented quarterbacks, running backs, especially running backs and stuff like that. Uh, but you, this year, defense. Camarion uh, Franklin of Lake Cormorant is one that stands out. He's an old Miss commit. And I was doing some research on him because they're playing a big game tonight. Lake Cormorant's 5-0. and They're playing at Grenada tonight. Um, it's the open uh, opening of regional play for a lot of these teams, for pretty much everybody in the state, and regional games are what counts towards the playoffs. So I was looking at Lake Cormorant and looking at some of his stats, and uh, he has four touchdowns this year uh, on offense. Uh, they've been lining him up at tight end, and, hey, just try and stop us. Uh, and they, to be honest with you, no one has yet. Uh, that that kid, he doesn't have a whole lot of sacks this year because they've been playing a lot of teams that are more run-heavy. Uh, last year, in his junior year, he had 19 sacks, I believe. Three blocked uh, kicks. I mean, six foot five, 265 pounds, something like that. Very athletic. Uh, players like him, Jamonta Waller, who's at Picayune, is another incredible defensive player uh, for Mississippi. It's the defense that has stood out so far this year to me. Uh, as far as some of these um, these high school players are concerned. But, yeah, it's a big night tonight. Regional play beginning for most of everybody. And, again, this is what counts towards the playoffs. So a lot of teams – I've seen teams start 0-5 and, and make the playoffs because they win all their regional games. But same thing on the other side. I've seen teams start 5-0 and and not make the playoffs because they lost all the, the – regional games that they played. So this is kind of like a new season for everybody out there. Biggest game of the night, guys, by far, is Tupelo at Madison Central. Two teams that are, if you're going to a Madison Central game, do not leave in the third quarter. Every game they've played in the past, what, five weeks has been decided by ten points or less. 
they've been entertaining. They've lost the last two. Last week they lost to, or uh, two weeks ago, they lost to Warren Central. They threw four interceptions, two of which were returned for touchdowns. So they're kind of reeling right now. Tupelo's doing the same thing. <laughs> Tupelo played West Point last week and was up 20-7 to at halftime. And then the second half, it was like West Point just decided, all right, we're going to run the ball and we're not going to stop. They had a 12-minute drive, 80 yards, scored a touchdown. They uh, go to kick off the ball. They kick off the ball to Tupelo, and Tupelo forgot who the return man was. Bill thought it was Steve. Steve thought it was John. John thought it was Brandon. And Brandon said, I'm not returning the ball. And the ball goes over their heads. West Point's kickoff team runs down there, recovers the ball at the nine-yard line. They score a touchdown two points, two uh, plays later. They get a 21-20 to lead, and that's all they need with their defense. So Tupelo has now lost two in a row. I think these two teams are talented enough to make it to a 7A state championship game. They just got to get it all together. So I think that's the biggest game of the night, Tupelo going to Madison Central in the jungle there. Another big game, a team I mentioned just a few seconds ago, Picayune, traveling to Pascagoula. And Picayune is also kind of reeling right now. Star running back Chris Davis is out with an injury. He got hurt, I believe, on the first series of the Gulfport game three weeks ago. Has not returned. I believe it's a shoulder injury. And they haven't been the same since. Uh, They came back and won that game against Gulfport, but then the next week they lost by 10 points to Ocean Springs, giving them two losses in the regular season, which is something that doesn't happen very often. And they're playing a Pascagoula team that is firing on all cylinders right now. Pascagoula is playing some dang good football. They have a quarterback by the name of Silas Quarter, who I believe threw for 250-something yards, had three 50-plus yard touchdown strikes in their last game against Biloxi two weeks ago. Got them at 4-1 and one right now. So, the, guys, this regional play, I talk about it a lot because it really is important. And now with reclassification, you have a lot fewer teams in the regions, which means that a loss means that much more. You don't have as much time or that many more games to make up if you have a loss. So that's why a single loss in a, a, a region with five teams like Region 2 of 7A, that really does impact you in a, in a negative way, and you don't want to get behind the eight ball. I'm reading the schedule right here, uh, Will. It looks like there's a big game in the in the Jackson area tonight with Northwest Rankin and Pearl. Uh, that was last night. That was last night. So last okay. night, uh, Pearl was undefeated going into that game. Northwest Rankin uh, caused several turnovers, including one where Pearl was driving down the the field. They were down twenty, I believe, twenty one to thirteen. They were driving down the field trying to get the game tied back up, and. Uh, Northwest Rankin forced a fumble on their own 21-yard line, on um, Northwest Rankin's 21-yard line to seal the deal and win the game. Uh, that was a big surprise because Northwest Rankin is faux real right now. I, you know, they've started really good early on in seasons past and then kind of sputtered on. I think they're much better this year because uh, Pearl Pearl's playing some good football. I mean, they were five and zero going into that game. It just shows you yeah. again. And now Pearl's kind of behind the eight ball because Pearl has to play. They have pedal next week. Uh, and then they have Brandon, and then they have Oak Grove, and I believe that game is at Oak Grove. That's going to be difficult to overcome. We get a couple messages about what? this. Oh, sorry, Haydad, uh, about the huge MAIS game tonight, MRA at yeah. Hartfield. And 
Uh, I guess there was a little uh, controversy earlier this year with uh, with one of those yep. two, but big game nonetheless. What, what was that noise there, Will? <laughs> yeah, so Hartfield, you probably read the story, they were pretty much banned from postseason play because of some supposed shenanigans. Well, they, the MAIS came back and said, oh, uh, no harm, no foul. You're good to go. So you can make the playoffs now. Well, this has fired up Hartfield to where they're eight no. They are just, nobody's come within twenty points of them uh, so far this season, and they're going to be hosting MRA tonight. Another team that's red hot. MRA can go toe to toe with any team in the entire state right now. Remember, they went to Oak Grove. What was it three weeks ago and played probably the best game of the entire season that we've had. It was the most thrilling game of the season. They took Oak Grove to overtime, nearly beat Oak Grove, who's undefeated, the top team in 7A right now. Uh, so I, that is that might be might be the best game in the state. I said that, that Tupelo and, and Madison Central, now that I think about it, MRA and Hartfield's probably the best game in the state right now. So if you're in the Flowood area, head down, down to Lakeland and uh, go see Hartfield take on MRA if you can grab a seat. One of the uh, I was like looking at some of the smaller schools. Winona has been really good this year. That's a team with th- uh, two kids already committed to Mississippi State, and they got another kid, a 2025 kid, who will be a a top recruit in this state. They got a lot of talent for 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 a school like Winona this year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And here's the thing: is they've beaten a lot of bigger schools too. Uh, they yeah. beat Grenada, the team that I just mentioned that's playing Lake Cormorant tonight. They beat Grenada, I believe second game of the season, something like that. Yeah, Winona's firing on all cylinders. A lot of people are saying it's the best team that Winona may have ever fielded, and I don't think they've ever won a state championship. They've get, been getting better and better every year. They've won the uh, their, their region, I believe, three years in a row now, but right now they, uh, let's see, they beat Charleston last week, 48-26. to 26. They got Yazoo County tonight. Uh, they don't have much many games left. Humphreys County, then Amanda Elsey, then Thomas Edwards. Uh, to end the regular season. I think they're going to go undefeated. I really do. Where is Thomas Edwards? Thomas Edwards. I've never heard of that high school. <laughs> I discover a new one each week. There's so many high schools in Mississippi. I, there's literally I gotta, not a I got to know find. more here. I gotta, they I, are I in Ruleville. So okay. that's not Ruleville Central, is it? It used to be Ruleville Central? Apparently it used to be formerly Ruleville Central. Yes. Okay, yeah. Ruleville Central, which used to produce a lot of great running backs. Uh, yeah, uh, somebody mentioned, oh, yeah. Caleb and Starville mentions Nettleton Morville. Yeah, Nettleton has got this quarterback, I believe his name is Braden Williams, who had uh, last week had 378 yards, six touchdowns, another 90 yards on the ground, and another touchdown. So he had seven total touchdowns. I believe they played Aberdeen mm-hmm. last week. Uh, I believe his name is Braden Williams. I may be mistaken about that. But, yeah, Nettleton's playing some good ball. But Morv- I believe Morville's undefeated right now. Wow. So high school football score uh, preview show coming up the second we get done here. Yes, sir. And then scoreboard show tonight. That's it. And we're going to have some uh, coaches on tonight, Uh, several of them. I don't know who exactly, but I know we're going to have several of them. (laughs) Will East, our uh, program director. Hey, Dad's boss, technically. Yes. You're fired, hey, Dad. Get off of here. He says a lot. (laughs) I just says a lot about you. Bye. (laughs) No severance. (laughs) Thanks, Will. We'll talk to you next week. All right. 601-879-4395 is the text line. I, I've got a rant coming that we've got to get to and two questions to start the 4 o'clock hour. You can't talk to me like that. I'm a made guy. We'll be right back. You're hearing Sports Talk Mississippi. What? what? This is 
so awesome on Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. We'll do two questions at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, my favorite time of the week. We'll have to alter Mississippi State's a little bit, being uh, a heavy, heavy favorite over Western Michigan. Uh, so instead of what will they have to do to win, it will be what will they have to do to consider tomorrow a success, and vice versa, and then Ole Miss, Arkansas. Ole Miss, a two-score favorite in their own right, but uh, we'll do the typical with them. That's starting the next hour. I'm sure all of you by now are probably sick of the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing. Well, unfortunately, if you're like me, you've got to realize that we just we have to deal with it. If you're an NFL fan, you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to deal with it because they are capitalizing on the new audience that they are getting of Taylor Swift's cult member. I, um, I mean, fans that are gravitating towards the NFL. They are selling merchandise. They are getting viewers. And so they're just going to keep doing it. However, Travis Kelsey's mom was on the Today Show this morning and was asked about her experience with Taylor Swift in the box uh, for, what was it, Chiefs-Bears was the first game she went to and they sat next to each other and it was a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Here is Donna Kelsey in person on the Today Show talking about that. And I'll tell you why I'm playing this for you after. Fun watching you on the box. We only could see you on the at home on our TVs. Um, was that the first time you'd met uh, Taylor? Uh, yeah, it's you know it's fairly new, so yeah. I, I don't like to talk about it. Um, it's just one of those things where you know obviously everybody saw me. I was in the I was in the boxes with with her, and um, yeah, it's just uh, you know another thing that's amped up my life. Yeah. What was she like? What was yeah. it? I mean, you, so you got to know her a little bit. Got to do the couple games. How was it? It was okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Aside from her saying hanging out with Taylor Swift is just okay. I mean, that's funny. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to talk about it, don't sit down on an in-person interview with Hoda and whatever the other one's name is in front of millions of people knowing that they're going to ask you about it. If I didn't want to talk about my son's relationship, guess what I would not do? Agree to an in-person interview in front of millions of people where they're going to ask you about it. If you don't want to talk about it, Donna, just don't go. Don't agree to the interview. Like, I'm taking crazy pills here. Everybody's like, oh, Donna's a queen for this. Like, she's shutting it down. She doesn't want to talk about it. She's sitting on a, a couch on the most popular morning show in this country in front of millions of people. The whole thing is a publicity stunt, and it's ridiculous. I don't like to talk about it, she said in front of millions of people. Just say no. Sorry, are you, if you're saying you don't want to talk about stuff, you, you can just say no to it? You just you don't do the interview. Oh. I mean, that's going to make the two, That's going to make two questions a little interesting, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> I'm making you do that. <laughs> Uh, I just don't want... You can't make me do anything. I'm making you do that. You, we just determined that Will East is my boss, not you. That is true. He'll make you do it. I. What was that? He says you have to, so... I, I don't believe you. You would have heard the door open. But, I mean, does Hoda have, have a the gun? Door open. Is she holding you against your will? Like, is she saying, if you don't do this no. interview... You're, she, might, she might be. 
I mean, possibly so. I mean, although Hoda Kotb seems to be like a very pleasant person, but I think she's got Mississippi ties too, doesn't she? Didn't she get her start like in in the Delta or something? Well, and she, she's a big state Saints fan, isn't she? So maybe that's that. got something to. So let's see here. I do think she's got ties. Uh-huh. Here. Born in Oklahoma, how did she become a Saints fan? Worked um, there for a long time. Uh, she worked. She worked. Her first job after college was in Greenville. Knew it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, but again, what was she? Was she holding you against your will? Were you strapped to that couch, unable to move? And f- first husband was uh, the tennis coach at the University of New Orleans. How about that? There you go. Yeah, and then and then Travis, who, who said it much differently than this, uh, the, the the clickbait people uh, took it out of control. But Travis said, you know, he understands why the the charade is what it is because people are having fun with it or whatever but he said it's gone too far it's like brother you went to her concert to try to meet her made that public and then publicly started dating this person and oh it's gone too far whose fault is that yours just the the whole thing is exhausting it's gone too far why do people care about this because you tell them to care you made it public Oh, I don't like talking about my son's relationship, she says on the couch of the most popular morning show in the country with millions of viewers at home. Give me a break. Give me a break. And we're never going to hear the end of Taylor until they break up, which will be hilarious when that day comes. But anyway, I give it three What minutes. I need. Do I have time? Yeah. Yes. What I need is I need this relationship to last one more year through through next February, right? So February the 25. I want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, and I want them to have already made Taylor Swift the halftime show, and then they break up that week. <laughs> now that uh, is entertainment. Bunch of texts coming in uh, that Stan Sandroni gave her her first job. That is uh, that is really cool. Oh, wow. That is there you go. Good stuff. Two questions uh, when we come back. Thank you guys for texting that. I had I did not know that. So uh, learn something today, if uh, if nothing else. Two questions for State and Ole Miss when we come back at Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Check this out. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. It's a football Friday on Sports Talk Mississippi in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Before we get into before we get into two questions, forgive me. Uh, Brian Kelly had a joke today, a really funny joke. You guys want to hear it? Hey, Dad, you want to hear Brian Kelly tell a joke? Yeah. This is at the end of his uh, most recent press conference. So here he is. Good. All right, we'll see you in Columbia. Bring your Columbia jackets. That was a joke. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he has the audacity to roll his eyes and say, it's a joke, like try to get the, the room to laugh at him. I can't, I can't move my face out of this position. I have officially cringed as hard as I can. My muscles have spasmed to like, I, I can't move. Ah, uh, God almighty. That was awful. 
He has the charisma. That guy doesn't know how to make jokes. No. He has the charisma, ahead, of, the a charisma Moray, of what? Of a Moray eel. <laughs> Name something that doesn't have charisma, and uh, he's got less than that. Brian you know? Kelly, ladies and you, gentlemen. You, are, you, are, are any of you people out there hunters? Do you have a dead deer's head on the, uh, on the above the fireplace? That has more charisma than Brian Kelly. Yeah. It, it adds more to the room than Brian Kelly would when he walks in. That was a joke. Giving up 700 yards is a joke, Brian. How about that? I, that's what, see, this is why I, I would never make it with something like that. I would just, I would look at him and just be like, you know, it's a joke. Giving up 700 yards and blowing a nine point lead with four minutes to go. That's a joke. I don't think it's a very funny one, but, you know, it is what it is. It, it is actually really, really good that you weren't in there for that. <laughs> If Arnett told a joke like that, I might get up and leave. I was like, you know what? I can't. I can't with you anymore. Somebody says, y'all are hating on everyone, too. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> if I ever said on this show. I hate you. I hate you. I hate. I hope all the bad things in life happen to yeah. you and nobody else. If I said on this show when State was going to South Carolina, if I said, hey, guys, enjoy Columbia. Bring your Columbia jackets. I hope all of you would say the meanest things about me on our text line. If, I would deserve If it. you said that in, like, the first segment, I would get up, get in my car. I could beat in Jackson you by could. the time the show ended, and we they could watch me punch you live on the air. <laughs> like, oh, God, hey, that's here. Oh, no! <laughs> that's uh, all you'd hear. I'll give you a taste of the back of me hand. I would, I would earn that. I really would. Somebody you would says, deserve it. Brian Kelly needs 60 seconds on Kill Tony. That was amazing. That is, I, I never thought I'd see the day where Kill Tony would be referenced on our text line. And what is Kill is, Tony? I don't know what that is. So it is a, it's a comedy show where, where Tony Hinchcliffe, okay. I believe is his last name, uh, okay. has a, a venue in Austin. And they kind of bounce around a little bit. But what they do is he will get a panel of like his comedy buddies uh, to, to okay. sit on stage and then they will bring in unknown comics and give them 60 seconds give, give your best 60 seconds that you got and then they'll just ah, roast okay. them afterwards and they, they, like put, they put it in podcast form rick flair had an unfortunate appearance as a guest on there though recently oh. he was he was very very and oh. very 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 intoxicated and it's a roast Ooh, show much. and and he uh was getting upset that they were roasting the the comics and he ended up walking off stage and it was it was bad. It was very very bad. Very funny show though. Uh, William Montgomery Rick. is the man. If uh, if you're texting okay. that, then uh, then you know who I'm talking about. But yeah, check it out. Uh, Kill Tony. Not appropriate uh, uh, around the yeah, children. Mike in Simpson County is uh, wearing his Oxford polo in Oxford as we speak. Hey, if you're going to Oxford this weekend, where, where bring was your that, Oxfords? Where was that joke? Where was that joke last week, Brian? Hey, you're slaying. Hey, next year when uh, Ole Miss and State go to Baton Rouge, make sure you bring your uh, batons. Red sticks. <laughs> bring your red sticks. Br bring your rouge. Bring your rouge. Maybe you'll be driving a Nissan Rouge down there. I don't know. <laughs> he would say something like that, too. Uh, <laughs> all right, Mississippi State. If tomorrow is going to be viewed as a success by Mississippi State fans, they absolutely must do what? 
Dominate the game from start to finish. None of this stuff that happened against Southeast Louisiana where they were off to the slow start. I, I'm just telling you right now, everyone listening right now, we're going we're gonna to do something we don't do very often. We're going to have a, a quick moment of silence here on the air. I want you to picture Mississippi State going into the locker room up 17 to 10. Do you hear the boos? You can hear them, right? Yeah. They've got to be in they got to go to the locker room 21 nothing, 24 nothing, 45-7 final score. Just complete and total domination. This is not a good Mac team. You should I mean you beat Bowling Green last year what 45 to 14 or something like that. Something like that. Start to finish domination. That's what you need to see. Yeah, I mean, especially because you mentioned it earlier in the week. If you really think about it, despite State having wins on their schedule, like they have won games this season, um, at at no point have you thought, that was a really good win. They played well. Mm -hmm. That was a good day at the ballpark. At no No. point. Can you execute for four quarters? Yeah. Got to see that. Uh, What can they absolutely not do? if uh, tomorrow is going to be viewed as a success. When, I mean, it's, it's kind of the same thing, right? It, it's all about the score of the game and how you play. So uh, win 35-17, yeah. something like that. You know, some sort of ugly game where it's like they were never really in doubt. They controlled the game, but it, was, it just it, they, they, they never blew them out. So, you know, like I said, 17-10 at the half finishes up. You know, thirty-five, seventeen, or something like. That. No, no. State needs state needs to to cleanse the palate. They need they need some mouthwash, and the mouthwash is a forty-point win over this hapless MAC team. So if you don't get that, it's going to be a long, long off week for you. Long off week. It's Arkansas next, right after the bye. Yeah. Arkansas and the, yeah, it's the it's the off week and first off we gotta we gotta clean up this verbiage. I, I, I'm on board with this. It's not a bye week. A bye week means you advance. They don't say doesn't advance. It's an off week. Like that. We're off week. Okay. Yeah. I'm so in. they have the off week and then yes they uh, they have Ar- at Arkansas at Auburn. That's the se- That's the season. Right there. Those two games. Two and zero oh, back on track. Four three one and one. Okay. I can work with that. Zero oh and two. Season over. Yeah, man, that's what makes these next two weeks so important, even though nothing can happen on a field that will be impressive at all. Like, look, if State wins 45 to nothing, we'll talk about, hey, they put it, they put a game together. That is something. But from a 30,000-foot view, beating Western Michigan into the ground is not impressive. And then, obviously, you're off, so you're not playing and you can't impress anybody. But going into the off week and an infinitely winnable game in Arkansas with momentum – it's so important. It is. It's important for yeah. Zach Arnett. It's important for fan morale. It's. It's important for recruiting. They've just. They've got to put one together. And if they do, maybe you start. I mean, especially. I mean, if Arkansas goes to Ole Miss and loses, and then they're going to get beat up by Alabama because I think they're just going to get beat up by Alabama, and they're just going to be limping into that game with Mississippi State where. Uh, Pittman's future is, I mean, maybe not publicly decided, but lose five in a row like that. And I think you have a pretty good idea of where things stand. And you can deliver the fatal blow to to Arkansas. And, man, 
what an important couple weeks for uh, for this team. So, yeah, Western Michigan, 11 o'clock tomorrow. Um, we'll save Ole Miss until after the break because we're up against a hard break and getting into it with a minute left is not uh, the, the best strategy. We get this message, and we get beat in the second half. I watched the Western Kentucky-Louisiana Tech game this afternoon. I don't see us winning that game. I only read Western the first Michigan. Half Western is who Michigan State is playing. I don't think they're going to make Western Kentucky play two games in three days. That would be a Bishop Sycamore uh, type <laughs> situation. Yeah. There, Western Michigan is who State's uh, playing. Well, yeah, we have somebody that is now in the depths of of fandom, and and I'm not making fun of you because I've been there myself. I, I'm with you. He said, "I'm predicting a close loss so that hopefully I can be surprised by a multi touchdown win." I can't. I can't tell from this 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 guy's Twitter or his text line. I hope he's an Ole Miss fan saying that. He's not because he said, as in Mayor Jake Mangum earlier. Uh, uh well yeah. then no, he is not. Hey, buddy, come on now. I, I have been in that fan psychology mode often, where well, I know they're going to lose, and then when they win, I'm happy about it. It's a tough place to be, but I've been there. I, I, I know how yeah. you feel. Two questions for Ole Miss. A little bit more buttoned down with this one, considering it's a conference game and, and not a directional school from uh, Michigan. When we come back, Ole Miss absolutely must do what? Ole Miss absolutely cannot do what if they want to beat Arkansas tomorrow? Text us on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. After that, we'll get picks from Bruce and a whole lot more with you. Don't go anywhere. From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. Sports Talk Mississippi on a Friday. All right, we did Mississippi State, although it's a little bit different. We'll do Ole Miss now. Ole Miss, if they're going to beat Arkansas tomorrow, absolutely must do what? Play with that same physicality that they played with last week, especially against Arkansas. Arkansas is a physical football team. They want to run the football with Jefferson and Sanders. So once again, you got to come out and show that you're going to be the team that controls the line of scrimmage. Last year, Arkansas ran up and down the field against you. I mean, let's be, let's be honest. They challenged Ole Miss's manhood last year and found them lacking. There's no other way to get around that when you give up that many yards rushing. So that's what Ole Miss needs to do. They need to, to, to smack Arkansas in the mouth early in this game. Arkansas knows that they can't, they can't go score for score with Ole Miss, I don't think. They know that. You know, they, they know that they're going to have to rely on Ole Miss to make mistakes. So Ole Miss needs to come out and, and set the tone very, very early in this game. Yeah. yeah, mine was match Arkansas's physicality. After listening to Sam Pittman this week, it, it certainly sounds like they intend to line up and dare Ole Miss uh, to, to stop them on the ground. Are, are you capable uh, of doing that? Because if you can win first and second down against Arkansas, you win the game. Now, that sounds like kind of an elementary thought. Well, of course, if you're successful on first down, then you're more likely to win a game. But LSU, for example, had third and third and long often, and they still went down up and down the field and scored because 
Daniels is elite and the receivers are elite and third and long, while still lower percentage, was a, a danger to you. And Ole Miss has not been particularly good on third down defensively really all season. But I think if you can force Arkansas into obvious passing situations, considering how bad they are up front, and they are horrible, one of the worst offensive lines in college football when it comes to time to pass, one of the worst. They are especially bad at tackle on both sides, basically. And K.J. Jefferson is holding on to the ball longer than he should, at least if you believe uh, the, the advanced stats. So a recipe kind of for disaster for Arkansas – and they don't have the receivers that can burn you the way LSU's could. I think Ole Miss, I would be surprised, honestly, if they don't take some risks, quote-unquote, with uh, with stacking the box a little bit and, and putting their defensive backs on more islands uh, than they did last week. They really protected their defense last week. Uh, they, they really didn't let anything get behind them. And, you know, it ended up working out anyway, but uh, LSU had to work more for it than like a one-play, 66-yard touchdown drive. LSU had to move the football down the field some. I think Ole Miss is going to take a little bit more risk because if you stop Arkansas's run, I think you beat them, despite how good uh, Jefferson can be. They just don't protect him well, and the receivers aren't the same. So match their physicality uh, for sure. And then same thing applies on the other side of the ball. Ole Miss kind of bullied LSU. You know, they they changed their run-blocking schemes and lined up and said, it's going to run right at you. And LSU said, yes, sir, go ahead. Uh, will Arkansas do the same? Thank you, sir. May I have another? Exactly. Will Arkansas do the same? I don't know. But uh, physicality, I think, is going to be the key for Ole Miss in this game. What can they absolutely agree, not do? It, it really is as simple as making mistakes. Yeah, Because Arkansas can score. They can put points on the board. So, you know, if you're Ole Miss, chances are if you get – nine possessions, you're going to go in the end zone on seven of them. I mean, that, that's just Arkansas' defense is just not good enough to stop you. But if you turn the ball over, you you can lose this game. So especially an early turnover, I mean, you know, Arkansas gets the ball first, they score, 7 nothing. An early turnover is huge. Think about the LSU game. How, how big is that fumble in the first quarter? LSU's driving to tie the game there, and instead it's 14 to nothing in a game that you won by six. That that yeah. early play defined the game. Early turnover is a killer for either squad. Ole Miss just needs to avoid them, and they'll win easily. Yeah, what I had written down was smart dart, uh, because if the the most under discussed part of his game on Saturday was uh, not just the zero interceptions, but I mean, I'm sure the coaches found something that that was a misread or whatever. But um, there was not a mistake throw. I don't remember a bad decision where I thought, "Ooh, Jackson shouldn't have done that." Uh, there was there was a, a ball that was batted down at the line of scrimmage where RG3 was talking about how he should have taken the sidearm angle, and he's capable of doing that, but tried to throw it over the top, and it got batted down, and a receiver was open, but didn't make any mistakes. I mean, pulled it down and ran when he should have, threw it away when he should have, made the appropriate decisions. I don't remember a single risk, uh, an unnecessary risk taken in that game where they basically had to score on every possession. So whatever possessed him in that moment to to play basically as perfect as he did, if they do that, I don't foresee a scenario in which Arkansas is winning the game. Ole Miss can beat themselves uh, tomorrow night. You you can have the emotional letdown factor. Maybe they're not as locked in as they were last week, and that gets them beat. Maybe they turn the football over. I think tomorrow, in not a dissimilar way to what we talked about with State, 
think tomorrow is all about Ole Miss. If Ole Miss comes out and they execute and they play well and they are locked in and focused and they don't shoot themselves in the foot, it's hard to see them losing the game. Now, if they have an early turnover and a defensive back blows a coverage and, and then you let Arkansas kind of believe, well, then then there you go. But if they play clean football like they did last week, they're going to win the game. It's just whether yeah. or not they uh, they are capable of doing that. First message I see is Ole Miss must come out with that same intensity they displayed against LSU. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mike, Mike and Oxford with this. The, the, the way they the way they played against LSU is a winning formula. Yeah. If they can play like that every week, they can beat everybody they play, even as poorly as they played defensively, because they found the stops they had to have. Yeah, and again, Arkansas presents a very different challenge up front in terms of ability that uh, that LSU did. I mean, A and M what they sacked KJ what was it nine times? Nine times. Um, and he was pressured on I believe forty percent or just under forty percent of his throws in that game. That is hard to Not fathom. Good. And then now you got Danny Nose emailing students angrily after games. I mean, it, this I said it was state earlier, but Ole Miss can really deliver a fatal blow to, to Sam Pittman. They could. It wouldn't happen after this weekend, but lose to Ole Miss, you're going to lose to Alabama. And by then, the, the wheels are already completely falling off, and you lose to Mississippi State, it's over. I mean, his his tenure at Arkansas yeah. is over, and you would point back to to this game as the like the ball. It's already not looking good, but but lose this game, and then the ball officially rolls down the hill, and and there you go. Uh, Mike, by the way, had the the trivia of the day. He said Western Michigan Western Michigan trivia. The first two College World Series were played on their campus. How about that? Very random. Would not have guessed that. Huh? Yeah. What is that, Kalamazoo? No idea. Hold on. I'm telling you, I've never done less uh, uh, looking into a stadium. If I got that right, I'm going to be so proud of myself. Is that Kalamazoo, Michigan? Western Michigan is in Kalamazoo. Let's go. Let's go. Why was the first College World Series at Kalamazoo, Michigan? Somebody says, no more conservative offensive play calling. It, it does help that Trey Harris is uh, healthy and, and back. He is very clearly what Ole Miss was hoping that they would be. Out chunk play the Hogs. It's another one. Elizabeth said, hopefully the 12th man on the field will be there. It's, I, it's not a hard sellout yet. In Oxford, but it's very, very close. Have they announced that I'm coming yet? Maybe that's what y'all need to get the. Uh, yeah, I forgot you're the, doing uh, Ticket sales, the ticket sales over the top. What's your plan? Hey, you you going to go eat? You get you got a tent to go to? What do you, what do you? So I will probably just depending on what time I get there. Uh, I'll definitely go by and see my friends at the up the Vicksburg Rebels there and there and there nice. in the Grove. Uh, go see all my old friends there, and then uh, I'll make my way over. I mean. Why would I not partake of the, of the free food and drink that I'm going to be offered? So yes, yeah, I got a couple other spots. Mike in Oxford has very kindly uh, offered me a chance to come by, so I probably will take him up on that if I get there in time. Uh, but we'll see. 
Somebody says, think uh, Petrino would be interested in Pittman's job? He would be interested, but if Arkansas is interested in him, they're absolutely insane. Brian in Oxford says Ole Miss God, must there. limit turnovers. They will not. They will not be. Uh... I'm sorry, I was reading this next thing here. I was talking out loud here. but Oh, they did announce a, a sellout. I, are you sure, Derek? Because you might be confusing that with the, the recruit allotment that was sold out. I have not seen... I haven't seen that. I could have missed it, though. Anyway, sorry. I don't know where I was going either. I was talking about, were you talking about Petrino? Somebody said, is Petrino interested in yep. this job? That they will never bring him back to Arkansas. Not at the way after the way all that went. No. Kevin said, it's even more proof that Borky is the real state guy. What did I say that was? No, he's saying that because I'm going to Oxford. I'm oh, also yeah. going to the game in Starkville, too. I'm double dipping here. I'll yeah. be in Starkville first. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You'll have fun, though. I should. We'll talk. I hope. We'll get picks from Bruce Marshall when we come back. 601 879 is the text line. We'll get picks from Bruce right after this. How do you have the rest of the week? Let's get started. Sports Talk Mississippi continues. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. So uh, a few of your messages have come in on the sellout, not sellout thing. I I know why you guys are texting us what you're saying. The game's not sold out. You can go to Ole Miss's website and buy tickets uh, right now. They are uh, they are scarce. They are getting close. It is not it is not uh, sold out. So if you would like to go, you can still go. Arkansas gave back uh, what seemed earlier in the week like a lot of their. Uh, allotment. So yes, uh, they are still available through the school on the website. Not secondary markets. I mean, they are still there. Uh, the game is not. It is not sold out. So there you go. Uh, we go to the Farm Bureau guest line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Bamsports.net's Bruce Marshall joins us right now, as he always does at this time. Bruce, uh, glad you're with us again on this Friday. Let's start uh, with the uh, the biggest game here locally, Ole Miss and Arkansas. 11.5 is the line in favor of the Rebels. Uh, Crazy game last week. I'm sure that you were locked into that one, of course. But is Ole Miss due for an emotional letdown in this game, or are they going to capitalize on that momentum and uh, and cover that two score line? Well, I think it might be the former. I mean, uh, they were celebrating like it was the VE Day at Vaught Hemingway after that win, and uh, that was just dramatic and draining and. LSU's defense did a nice job imitating the Broncos against the Dolphins a couple weeks ago. Um, so it was just wild all the way around. But that sets this week up. I mean, this is this is now, this is what they talk about, these letdowns, and this looks like a, a spot for one to happen. Sam Pittman has been a pretty tough matchup for Lane Kiffin. Uh, he's beaten him two or three. He's covered all three matchups since 2020. Uh, Arkansas maybe not as good as it was, but they still got KJ uh, Jefferson, and you got a lot of points to work with here. And uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, Ole Miss that was a thrilling last week, but man, you got to go out and just take care of business here. And Arkansas, even if it, as it was getting kind of pushed around last week, was still hanging around with A and M. 
I think this is going to be closer than the, the spread indicates. 33-28, Rebels, I think they win. I'm not at all sure they cover that number, though. Over here in Starkville, Bruce, the, the line seems to have stretched out just a little bit. I'm seeing Mississippi State now as a, um, excuse me, a 21 point favorite over Western Michigan. The thing I keep looking at is that Michigan, Western Michigan gave up 41 points to Iowa, and we all know about how bad Iowa is, is offensively. Are the Bulldogs going to cure some ills with a big win this Saturday? I'm not sure. Uh, Western Michigan's Ooh. bounced back since then; has, hasn't played so bad. Uh, they, uh, it's uh, right now, um, I was again a little disappointed in the Bulldogs last week, uh, the way they used Will Rogers. I mean, it was just not, uh, it's not air raid anymore. We've talked about that before. Uh, I, I don't think they're using Mike Wright nearly, nearly enough. My gut feel is that, uh, Coach Arnett, uh, is afraid that, uh, if he doesn't use Rogers, he might transfer out. He'd have another year if he wants to use it. Um, but yeah, they're, they're not using Rogers right, and I don't know that I want to lay this many points of Mississippi State right now. I mean, we saw a little bit of life the, uh, uh, the South Carolina game a couple weeks ago, but then just the, the game plan, I just didn't wasn't into that last week, uh, which is like it's been for much of the season. So uh, I'm not going to lay the points. I actually, this is not one of my favorite games of the week, but I think uh, I think the Max side, if you're going to bet this thing, might be the way to look. 35-21 Mississippi wow. State, they'll win. I do not know they'll cover that big number, though. At Red River in Dallas, which, by the way, Bruce, uh, you can buy a fried fireball shot if uh, if you go to the game. So there you go, if, if that's something that you possibly would be into. Uh, but it feels like the Big 12 in, uh, in a playoff spot, a de facto playoff spot, is on the line here. And, and Texas uh, just under a touchdown favorite. I love the horns in this one. I don't, I don't know why. Help me out here, Bruce. Well, maybe I, I would love a fried fireball shot. That would be good. Maybe I'll go to that game next year. Be, I, that's on my bucket list. I've been to the state fair the week of the game, but not to the game actually. So I maybe got to do that in Big D. When this becomes an SEC game next year, and they don't kick it off at 11 a.m. Central, they won't do that with the SEC uh, next year. But you might be right. Um, I, uh, you know, Texas is uh, legit right now. I mean, they, they'd be in the playoff if it started today. Now they're going to. This is going to be the toughest test in the Big Twelve, which is not as strong this year. And I think that was where I erred in both them and the Sooners before the season started because uh, I was thinking the Big Twelve was going to be kind of tough to navigate through, like it was the last couple of years, but not as much this year. Besides Kansas State, I'm not sure who's the toughest. Texas was having more trouble with Kansas and its backup quarterback than the scoreline indicated last week. That was a 20-14 to 14 game well into the second half, and then uh, the floodgates sort of opened after that. Um, Venables has heard about that 49 nothing all year since last year, and it wasn't as much that Dylan Gabriel was out for that game. It's The backup quarterbacks were awful. Uh, and, in, and several, they had like five people through passes in that game for Oklahoma, even the punter, I think. So it was just a total mess. And uh, Gabriel is there, and, you know, he's putting up numbers that, you know, might get him a few Heisman votes at least. I think Oklahoma, you might be right, Michael, but um, I think Oklahoma's going to play this thing really, really tough. And it is kind of nice to see this game important again. Um, but uh, 31-29 Texas, but I've taken – points with Oklahoma. I could be wrong. You might be right here, but I think the old rivalry thing comes back and this turns into a barn burner tomorrow. 
So, Bruce, we started a new segment here on the show. We call it the fishy line of the week, where we try to find a line that we look at and we go, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Last week it was LSU and Ole Miss. This week, is there a game where you look at and you go, I don't know, I'm not seeing what Vegas is seeing on this one? Yeah, I I think that every week they just don't always work out. (laughs) But I'll give you you one, Um, and it's in the American, actually. It's South Florida. Uh, And the line doesn't look too too bad. They're three, three and a half down at UAB. But I think they're an emerging side with Alex Golish, the ex- Josh Heupelade at Tennessee. I mean, these are two good wins over Rice and Navy in a row. Didn't take a deep breath. They played Alabama really tough. They've got a freshman quarterback, Byron Brown, who is a real dual threat. I mean, he's gaining over 400 yards of total offense per game the last couple of weeks. And I still think Trent Dilfer is out of control there with, with UAB, and he's just not really sure what he's doing. I know they played okay against Tulane last week, but I still think UAB is a big go against. So, I'm going against them here. I'm taking South Florida and this one at Birmingham. One of the games we talked about in that segment was LSU at Missouri. Missouri is the hot team. They're they're undefeated. They got the game at home. But it feels like LSU is about to walk up in there and kind of reestablish itself a little bit, especially coming off of this bad loss. In this battle of the Tigers, who do you like, Bruce? I sort of like the Mizzou side. You might be right. Maybe I mean, LSU could. There's... There's a lot of hocus-pocus with LSU this year. Now you see it, now you don't. No. And, and you can never quite tell. I mean, when they want to play defense, like I said, like the Broncos did against the Dolphins uh, last week, then they're going to get beat every game. Uh, they're not going to do that, but um, they've been wildly erratic. I mean, we saw that collapse in the second half of the opener against Florida State. Well, I guess the question we have here is how good is Mizzou? Uh, I tend to think they're really good, and I like Eli as a coach. I think he's very creative. I mean, I saw him out-scheme Kirby last year, darn near knock off Georgia. Um, he was, Brady Cook last year was playing with a sore shoulder the whole year, and Eli made note of that in Nashville at SEC Media Days. And uh, darn, I mean, he's out of September, 11 TV passes, no picks. And, oh, by the way, that's now 347 passes in a row without a pick by Cook. So he's efficient. He's got a he's got a balance, some balance in his offense. Burden is a big time receiver. This defense is very good, especially against the run. And uh, I mean, this might be one of those. I mean, based upon uh, beat Kansas State, based upon performance, I mean, uh, maybe Mizzou is getting shortchanged by the odds makers here. I'm going to take a lead with Mizzou because I like uh, I like Eli a lot, and I like Cook, and I am not sure what I'm seeing with LSU. Though you could be right. Maybe LSU is going to rise up this week. But I'm going to go the other way with Mizzou. Bruce Marshall, BamSports.net, joining us in the Farm Bureau guest line. Bruce, about a minute left here. Uh, been some line movement with Alabama A&M and some rumors about a potential hamstring injury with Milrow. It went down to one. Now it's back up to two and a half. What do you see here? Yeah, I heard that. I think those are that, those are probably bogus reports because once that was sort of dispelled, then all of a sudden the money came back in on Bama. So i always skeptical about that stuff. Um if if Milrow is indeed okay, and it seems like he is, um, I think Bama found the sweet spot with him the last couple of weeks, and it's with him throwing 16 to 22 times per game, and not even that much last week against Mississippi State. But he's been completing better than 80% the last two weeks. He's letting his legs get him out of trouble in the pocket. They run the ball with McClellan. The defense is sound. Listen, they're just not going to do it like they did it with Bryce and Tua and Hurts and Mac Jones with throwing the ball all over the field. This team's going to do it a bit different. 
but I think they're going to be fine. I know I know Jimbo's played Saban tough the last couple of years, and the SEC West is really sort of on the line in this game. And Max Johnson is not much of a drop off from Weekman. Uh, 44 TD passes, eight picks in his career. That's not bad. But I think Saban goes in there. I think this is the best team in the SEC. We'll start to see that uh, tomorrow a little bit more clearly. 27-17, Crimson Tide. I think they roll into Kyle Field and take care of business. Bruce, you're the best. Thank you so much for your time. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, have a good weekend. Thank you. Bruce Marshall on the Farm Bureau Guest on Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. Loves the uh, the home Tigers tomorrow. That, uh, that would be yeah, something. That's interesting. And, of course, his pick for State, if that's what it is, if he's right, that's going to be a brutal, brutal day in Starville. Having a tough Monday show. 6 year one 4395 is the text line. We'll be back. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. Zach on the coast is going to make you laugh, hey, Dad. He said, I'm going to Salt Lake City next week and got tickets for the Cal at Utah game. Yes, I just willingly paid money to watch a Peter Sermon coach defense. You know, I've willingly paid money for the last game Mississippi or Peter Sermon coached at Mississippi State. That was the Egg Bowl. I paid money for that. That was the best game he ever coached. It's crazy. I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge this, Michael, just in case we miss it when the actual segment comes. He says, Happy Food Friday, all night brisket. I, I see that. He's uh, got an Ole Miss helmet and an Arkansas helmet in front of his smoker as well. You love to see it. He's got a cold one as well. He's got corn on there. Um, man, every picture he sends us is awesome. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate you. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your brisket. Yeah, that was great. Here's, here's <laughs> the only complaint, though. If you're playing Arkansas tomorrow, where do you where do you why, see why corn? You, uh, scroll up a little. Oh, bit. there's the corn. Okay, I see. Oh, oh that's from with the a different, Yeah, that's from a different Food Friday. They just uh, I see them all at once. Uh, but either way, so you're playing Arkansas tomorrow, and you're smoking beef. Ah, but still, but brisket's still, brisket's good. awesome. But there there should be some kind of some kind of Pork belly or ribs or something on there, too, man. The only time I've ever had whole hog in my life, if you can believe it, is at a uh, in the Grove before an Ole Miss-Arkansas game. Wow. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I'll be honest, though. It's better when, when it's done individually, though. It's just so, it's mm-hmm. so hard to get all of the cuts cooked correctly with the flavor profile and all that and all of them, if that makes sense. If you know what you're doing, it's okay. Yeah. I got, it, I got it, friends that do that. So It, it yeah. was good. It's it's like, you know, the, the, there's... We need, we need to get you to a Super Bulldog weekend to the whole, the hall cooking competition. Oh, yeah. You can see what it's all about. Yeah, I'm in on that. It was good, though. Uh, seeing yeah. actual mascots being cooked before <laughs> the game, you know... Yeah. That's something. Well, Western Michigan would love to do that. They're going to try to get their hands on Bully and throw him on a spit. So what do you make of 
Bruce's lack of confidence in Mississippi State to cover a three-touchdown line? I get it. I understand. I get it. I, I, I get what, you know, especially for somebody who's not, you know, watching Mississippi State very closely every week. But hell, I, I mean, maybe I'll get that backwards. Maybe maybe I'm watching them too closely, and, and I don't know what I'm seeing because I thought this team was going to be an eight-win team uh, back in, in, in June and July. So maybe Bruce is who we, we need to be listening to. I just know that if State does play the way he described, they win 35-21. to 21. I mean, it's really weird to talk about a first-year head coach in a hot seat, but that's where Zach Arnett's going to be. Nobody, nobody thought this was going to be what happened. Everybody was was convinced, and me included. You know, and if I'm if I'm wrong, I'm just wrong. I, I got no problem telling you that I'm wrong. But you can't have that. And we talked about that contract earlier this week. Getting out of it would be easy for Mississippi State. Zach Selman can just easily stand at a podium and say, at the end of the day, I wanted to be able to hire my guy, my who had who shares my vision for this program. You can get you can do that. So it, he, he, that 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 score prediction needs to not happen for Mississippi State tomorrow. I don't think that it will. That's my opinion. I don't think so either, and I and I hope not, because man, ooh, that Monday show. It'd be tough. That that, uh, that would be tough. Uh, he thinks Ole Miss is going to win, but fiddle around with Arkansas, right? Yeah, and I, I don't see that either. I think Ole, I mean. He he has a close and look. The, the history of this series says it'll be close and that it'll be wacky. It's part of the reason I wanted to go. I was like, this is yeah, this is usually. And as I was watching the LSU game, I was like, please let Arkansas be you know just what we, if that's if that's what we get here. What are we going to get with Ole Miss Arkansas? So I don't. I just I see. I think there's going to be more points than he said as well. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game, but Ole Miss will pull away. No, they'll, they'll they'll they won't miss as often as Arkansas will. Just don't throw any beer on the field, hey, Dad, okay? Buddy, we've had this talk before about throwing beers after home runs. Beer goes in the mouth. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere else. Don't throw any beer on the field, hey, Dad. I I, I know you... Oh, that's a good... Oh, yeah, I could could get y'all fined another 75K. I didn't pay a dime. You know what I mean. You know what I mean, I I, I, I didn't get fined. It's going to show up somewhere down the road for you. I'm looping you in. So yeah, I, I I don't I don't plan to do that. Like I said, if I, if I have a beer, I plan to drink it. Do you know where you're sitting? Yes. Good seats, bad seats, somewhere in between. Yeah. Well, I would hope that our boss has good seats. Oh, are you sitting with them? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Yeah. I, I don't think you could get a beer to the field. They're they're great seats. I'm not saying I would I, be doing pretty good. I would be doing. I, I, it, would, I, it would have to be full. And unopened, unopened, and like, Josh I'll, Allen up there. I'll, I could, I could, I could just flick it out there. I don't know, but I don't wow. think. Yeah, I don't think I could. So, oh yeah. man, that, you're walking into the lion's so, den, you know. I ain't afraid of nobody in that box. <laughs> I promise you that. So, also one of our great listeners, Smitty, told me he wanted me to come by his box, which is right next door. Nice. And he, I said, kettle one, tonic, two limes. He tweeted us a picture of it earlier today. He said, I got you ready. Heck yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll do some of our own picking when we come back. Back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
shuffled into the regular pump I was feeling quite at ease I rolled out my window and told the man If the cents were Michael asleep. Borky, Brian, hey that with you Hey that, you're wearing green to the Ole Miss game tomorrow? Yeah I figured you would have already purchased on Amazon Arkansas gear that had free two-day shipping. Say you know, gotten to the Haydad house in time. So my thought process is, I don't, and I don't know what section they are for the stripe out. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to wear powder blue, and I'm not going to wear red, because they, and, then, and I'm not going to wear an Arkansas shirt when my, my boss is being nice enough to host me in, in his in his. His box, so no, I will not. I just, I'll go completely neutral, green. I have a gray pullover. It's, it's actually a Columbia, but I'm going to wear it to Oxford. Well, why aren't you having an Oxford, Brian Kelly? Oh, I am. I'm going to wear my gen, one of my genteel shirts. There it is. Th- is this Oxford? Is this does this count as an Oxford polo? I don't know. Richard's not two here. buttons. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> the one time we need him, he's not here. We need fashion. The one talk. time his expertise was needed. Oh, man. He's going to be so mad he missed this. Speaking of expertise, it's time to give some picks. And by expertise, I mean uh, don't follow these. Just don't. I don't want to be responsible. We are experts in failure. Yeah, something like that. College football fix is driven by Ford, your local Mississippi Ford dealer. If you're an Ole Miss fan, you got kind of all day. Test drive an F-150. If you're a Mississippi State fan, the game will get in and out by, what, 3 o'clock? You can go test drive an F-150 tomorrow. Or don't spend your Sunday watching the Saints, because why would you do that to yourself? Go to your local Mississippi Ford dealer, test drive an F-150. It's been a, the best-selling truck in America for almost five decades. And it's a much better way to spend your Sunday than watching the aforementioned embarrassment that is the New Orleans Saints. Okay. We'll start with Ole Miss, Arkansas. 11 and a half. Sure. Will Ole Miss cover? Yeah, I think so. I, I just, like I said, I feel like this is going to be a shootout, but Arkansas doesn't have the firepower that Ole Miss does. I think the Rebels are going to put a lot of points on the board. I'm probably going to surprise you with how many I think they're going to get. Um and I, and I think Arkansas will put points up, but not like LSU did. They just they will make mistakes. And I, if, L, if Ole Miss plays clean, they'll win this game easily. I got the Rebels big here. 56-35 is my final. Wow. Wow. That would uh, that would be fun. You, you would be get... great. Uh, I'm kind of projecting, right? I, kinda, yeah. I want a high-scoring, exciting game. I, I can see that. Yeah, if Ole Miss plays clean and well, the, the, they'll cover that line. It might be close there for a little while. I mean, I am very curious mm-hmm. to see... Uh, what Ole Miss is able to do when Arkansas lines up and tries to run right at them, which is what I expect, because Alabama did that, and Ole Miss held them in check for two and a half quarters, and then talent and depth kind of took over. So they've been challenged in that way before, and they responded at least for a while to that challenge. Can they do that again? We will see. But, yeah, I I think Ole Miss is going to cover the uh, 11 and a half Picked against Ole Miss last week. Not going to make that mistake again. We already know your pick kind of uh, on this one, but the the Tiger Bowl. Tiger versus Tiger. And as Brian Kelly, if you missed it earlier, uh, Brian Kelly, the very funny Brian Kelly said, uh, I'll see you in Columbia, and uh, don't forget to wear your Columbia jackets. So. <laughs> got, the, got the charisma. Of a oh, more oh, eagle. You know what, never mind. 
more. That's some more. Hey. Uh, but I like Missouri in this one. I just feel like LSU, sometimes with LSU through history, if, it, if history has taught us, Webster's Dictionary defines history as it just feels like sometimes when they when they are supposed to be good and they take a couple early season losses, it gets away from them, and they end up eight and four, seven and five. Eleven a.m. kick at Missouri. That atmosphere should be really good. You would think they should be going nuts, and they they can pass the football. Brady Cook has been throwing the ball all over the field, really close. But give me the Missouri Tigers. 35-34. Wow. Wow. Wrong team favored. Uh, yeah. I, I'm I'm blinded by my now bias of Jaden Daniels. I think that he has ascended into the uh, elite category of quarterback. And, um, uh, I mean, he played elite last week and they still lost. But I, I think mm-hmm. LSU is going to bounce back and, and win this game because of Daniels, because of their wide receivers, because of their ability to score uh, almost at will. I think that'll happen again on Saturday. Brutally close game if you're a fan of either team. I expect us to be entertained. I mean, really, really entertained on uh, on Saturday morning. And again, I'll be doing that from the golf course, which, you know, is a good place, uh, good place to be. Uh, good place as any, yeah. LSU minus the five and a half, although it'll be very... Very close. Alabama and A&M, we mentioned it with Bruce earlier, the line movement in that one was weird. It dropped down a point and a half yesterday and then shot right back up uh, to two and a half Mm -hmm. uh, in favor of Alabama again today. On the road, sawing Varsity's horns off. I saw a tweet from from somebody who covers Alabama. I forget who it was, but, but they said Milrow practiced yesterday and had no issues. So wherever this, this, this noise is coming from about him being injured, I don't know that it's accurate. And if Milrow can play, Alabama, two good defenses. This is a very old-school game. Should be low scoring. I would definitely take, if you want to bet, if you want me to give you actual betting advice, I would take the under in this game. I feel like it's going to be a, a low-scoring game. I think Alabama's just figured some things out now with Milrow. They're going to start playing to his strengths a little bit. That A&M defensive line can get pressure, but he can escape pressure. So give me Alabama in a close one. Uh, final score, uh, 24-20. Yeah, over under 46. Uh, I like the under as well. I, yeah. a really, uh, Possibly a really low-scoring game here uh, in College Station. I, I'm with, uh, you know, odds makers don't tell us everything. The, the you know, line movement doesn't always mean what you think it means. But it jumping back up a point and a half today tells me that there's, there's something known about Milrose availability uh, for Alabama tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm going to kind of trust my gut on that one. I think Alabama is going to win the game. I think it'll be close. For some reason, Jimbo really coaches well uh, against Nick Saban. He does. It doesn't make any sense. Sort of the same does. way. Sort of the same way. Arkansas, Ole Miss is always close. A and M, Alabama is always close. That's that's a game that's just always close. I do think Alabama will prevail, uh, though. And for what mm-hmm. it's worth, cover that two and a half. Kentucky, Georgia, big line, fourteen and a half. It, it seems huge. To me, but is it to you? I think it's going to go the same way it's gone the past couple of weeks for Kentucky and for Georgia. I think Kentucky's going to get out early, have a, have a, an early lead, and then Georgia will come back to uh, to win this one. But I don't know that they're going to cover. I just don't know that they're going to cover. This is going to be. Why I said old school game. Here you go. This should be like two teams. 
just beating each other up. In the immortal words of Big E, big meeting men slapping meat. That's what this game is going to be. So, give me give me the, the Bulldogs, but I will not take them to cover uh, 28-20 Georgia. Yeah, I uh, I wish this game was in Lexington. I hate that it's in Athens because it would be an all-time environment if this game was in Lexington considering yeah. where Kentucky is right now. But still, I'm with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I mean, teams are at this point, to some degree anyway, who they are, right? If if Georgia has struggled out of the gate offensively every single week, why would you think this game is going to be any different? Maybe it is, but go with what you know. And right now, Georgia can't score on anybody, uh, although Kentucky does play into their strengths. I mean, Georgia's more equipped to stop a Kentucky uh, than they are mm-hmm. a more dynamic offense, like an LSU's, uh, for example. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. I think George is going to play an entire season's worth of those, frankly. And, yeah. you know, Beck's been okay, but just okay. Uh, the difference to me is going to be, just like it was with Auburn, Bowers late is going to make more plays than Kentucky can. But 14.5 uh, is too big, and I think Kentucky's going to cover that spread, possibly win even. But athletes are going to prevail. It's just going to be really, really close until they do. Uh, finally, because yeah. we uh, we got a food Friday to get to. By the way, start texting us right now. What are you cooking this weekend? What what are your tailgate plans? What are your cooking plans? We've got teams at home this weekend, so uh, hopefully you're getting a little creative uh, on the text on 601-879-4395. Red River, Texas, five-and-a-half-point favorite over Oklahoma. I am uh, with my buddy Brandon Walker on this one. Uh, don't believe Oklahoma is for real. I just don't. I just don't think. I think they're about to get blown out. I think this. I don't know. If it's going to be like last year. Or was it forty nine nothing? I don't know. It'll be like that. But I, I could see Texas winning this game very, very easily. Uh, so I, I'll take the, the Longhorns and I'll give you those points. I think Texas wins something like thirty five thirteen or something like that. Oklahoma is the benefactor of a schedule right now. Now they're playing well. They seem improved, but they are a benefactor of a schedule. I I always mock the Texas's back thing because we haven't been given evidence yet. That win in Tuscaloosa was impressive. Uh, frankly, as weird as it is to say, Texas was really impressive last week against Kansas. Because <laughs> that's the thing that you can say now. Uh, when Beating Kansas is actually impressive. Texas has been battle-tested. <clears throat> I think they're better at basically every position on the field, and they will prove it on Saturday. Food Friday, when we come back, those are your picks as part of your college football fix. But hey, send us your food. Six year one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. What are the cooking plans this weekend? We'll read those when we come back. This this is Sports Talk Mississippi right here on Supertalk.fm, the Supertalk Mississippi app, and always live on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Zach on the coast says, I picked Kentucky to cover, so naturally Georgia is going to win 56-10. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. That's how I feel. Probably going to be the case, yeah. Our skill is not expertise. It's communication. 
That's, I've got a buddy that texts me like every week, like, hey, what do you think about this game? And like, I've told you a hundred times. You're asking the wrong person. I communicate well. The experts are Bruce. That That's... Yeah. L- listen to him. Whenever anybody, whenever anybody says that to me about, like, you miss a game, I'm like, if I could pick all these games correctly, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. Wouldn't be on this radio show. I'd have my feet up somewhere on an island or in, a, in the, my penthouse at the at the Caesar's Palace. You know, the, you know the room that they they rented out in the in the in the Hangover. I just live there. <laughs> I go see my buddy Mike Tyson on the weekends. You know, stuff like that. If I could get all these games right, I'm guessing just like the rest of us. Debbie in Ocean Springs gets us started on a Food Friday presented by Polks and our good friends at Polks. Meat. The the most fun we have on this show always is talking about cooking. Believe it or not, it's not talking about football. It's talking about what we do on the grill, on the smoker, in the kitchen every weekend. Now, uh, if you go to the grocery store and you're looking for pulks, because we've heard from a couple of people that have done this, and they don't have it, ask for it. And they'll get it, I promise. Your local grocery store, the meat manager at the, your local grocery store, if they don't have pulks, ask for it, because it's a Mississippi company. Actually, uh, a week and a half ago, drove right by the headquarters in small town Mississippi. Yeah. It's uh, Mississippi Company, great people, Polks. Picky people pick Polks, and if you're picky, look for it yourself. I've got a couple of uh, links in my fridge right now. They're Cajun. They've got garlic and green onion, original, and more. Uh, what is it, PolksMeat.com? Hey, Dad, uh, check me on that. That's correct. And, uh, yeah, Food Friday presented by Polks. Text us, 601-879-4395, what you are cooking this weekend Debbie does get us started, like I said, fresh Mississippi Gulf oysters. She's got the bag right here. Looks amazing with Bienville dressing. What is that? Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. It looks good. I just don't know what that is. Uh, I've heard of oysters Bienville, so I mean, I assume it's got to be the same thing. So uh, let's see here. Our friends at uh, the the world renowned uh, internet. Uh, it's a creamy white wine sauce Ooh. with uh, some bread com- crumbs and Parmesan cheese. It does look good. Yeah. It, it absolutely does. I eat it. Uh, also, along mm. with uh, fresh red snapper on the grill with olive oil sprinkled with garlic and Parmesan cheese. Debbie, your husband is a lucky man with what you send us. If you have one, I'm just assuming. Forgive me for assuming. But uh, whoever you cook for is a lucky person. Yeah, because every Friday you send us something that looks incredible. She does a good job. Always, always, Mm -hmm. always, always. Keith and JS has got a sack of peanuts to do tomorrow while waiting on them. I've got ten pounds of wings to roll around on the grill. Got some traditional wing sauce, Nashville hot, and Asian zing to lather them up with. Oh, and a pack of natural light, my man. Wings and Natty Light is a winning combination. Every time. Darren, with the compliment, says, uh, Borky, I just wanted you to know that since giving me your Smashburger recipe, it's been a blessing and a curse. A blessing because I love them. The only way I or my family wants burgers now. Exactly. Once you go to Smashburger, you never go back. It, it, that is the way yeah, to make yeah. them uh, forever. The the big, thick cheeseburgers, just they're not as good. They're just simply not. But either way. He said, uh, a curse because it's the only answer I get. Every weekend when I ask, what do y'all want? Well, this weekend I'm having seared steaks and baked potatoes. Attaboy. All right. There we go. There we go. 
What else you got? Good picture here from Oh, uh, from well, the I forgot to ask you. What are you cooking this weekend? I didn't say anything because I'm not cooking anything. The Sanderson Farms Championship uh, is cooking all of my meals this weekend. So, uh, This is a week I'm glad Richard's not here. Yeah? Because it's lasagna weekend at the Hay nice. House. So, doing that on Sunday. So that's a that's something that I can uh, I can start at I started around 10 a.m. and I can go record the podcast around whenever and it just sits on the stove and I just tell my kids like set a timer for 20 minutes go and stir it after 20 minutes reset the timer until I get back home you just open the pot lid stir it pot lid back down walk away. And I can I can be out of the house for an hour while it sits and simmers. So that's what I'm doing. That sounds great. Yeah, not cooking anything at all. Shout out to uh, the Sanderson Farms. Well, our, our listeners are got a picture our of some deer chili. Six, Have you seen this? Oof. One? Looks good. Yeah, and tomorrow this is great. Giving a picanha on the green egg. That's a fantastic idea. So they'll probably have a few brown waters from the decanter. Yes. Yes, you got to decant that before you can, you know, get in there. No doubt, he's he's absolutely right. By the way, chilly weather is yeah. here, and now it's going to get a little bit warmer again next week. But chili that, gumbo, yeah, beef stew. Friend of mine who uh, she texted, she texted the show when she made this. She did stewed oxtails on the uh, on. She smoked them and then made them into a stew, and they oh, served over some white rice. They look delicious. Well, that does sound good. That sounds good. Yeah. The best way to make chili, so, though, uh, I did it once, and over, I've been thinking about it since over the last top. winter, the over-the-top, and I can't wait to do it again. Over-the-top chili. So, yeah. Let's see here. Uh, smoking some ribs and some mac and cheese this Sunday from Chaz. That a boy. Outstanding. Uh, we'll skip that one there. <laughs> uh, see? No. See, Morgan, you no, got to read those texts. No, he didn't say that. You got to re- no, but you got to read those texts before you just go saying them. You got to give them a quick look. Uh, Robert, whoo! Oh, he's at Mary Mahoney's. Look at that. At a boy. Red snapper topped in crab meat, and then it uh, looks like pecan pie with vanilla ice cream. Oh, love me some Mary Mahoney's for sure. Price is doing baby backs. I'm going to be doing ribs next weekend. I got a, a special a special recipe for that. I'm very excited. You doing the, uh, uh, the fast ones that you told me about? Yes, that's gonna be next weekend. I'm gonna be doing nice. the uh, the party ribs from Malcolm Reed. Uh, Dwayne and Brandon, why don't you do a grilled lasagna? No, no. Ooh, here we go. From six oh one, he got a pellet grill for his fortieth birthday for all these. Men. He's got a, he got ribs, wings. Looks like some steaks and some pork sausage there. Outstanding work. Wow. Uh, that's my next. That's my next big purchase. Lasagna? Is nope. a pellet smoker. That's my next big purchase. Donald and Kokomo is making a peaches and cream tiramisu. Oof. Look at that. Fantastic. That's awesome. Uh, Robert asked, do you do sour cream in your chili? Yeah. You put a little sour cream on top? I will. Yeah. I Not always, that. but uh, yeah. I don't hate it. Yeah. So, And George from West Point, when you're making hamburger patties, mix in jalapenos and shredded cheddar with the ground beef. I, I Now, here's something I saw. That I'm going to do soon. I saw from our the good folks at Meat Church. They made butter burgers. Now I've seen butter burgers before, where you like freeze butter and then you cut out a round and then yeah. let it melt over the top. Right? What they did was they fr- froze the butter and then grated it 
and then put the grated butter in the hamburger patty and then grilled them up on the griddle. Maybe like basically made a smash burger, but they had you know, like when you make a biscuit and you got the, the chunks yeah. of butter in there and they melt that's what they did. Interesting. And so that was exciting to look at. I was like, that's something I might have to, to try. So if you want to look on YouTube uh, for meat churches videos for butter burgers, give that a look. I mean, when he when he when he took that burger up and took a bite, I mean, it it, it, it came a gusher. I'll tell you that. Yeah. It's a, a lot going on. We so. get this question: What's a smash burger? It, it's very simple, actually. So it, some people incorporate onions with this. You don't have to, but you you take your ground beef. And and you ball it up, but you don't pack the the you don't pack it in. You you just ball it up pretty loosely, and then if you're cooking it on a skillet, for example, you put it on the skillet, cover it with some parchment paper. I use the bottom of a bowl because I don't have like a, a true burger smash. But take something that's flat that will be able to push it down as thin as you can push it. Just push it down hard as thin as you can, and then obviously you take the parchment paper off. And cook it. What that does is it makes it uh, a lot more flavorful and like almost almost crunchy. And all you have to do to to get the desired amount of meat that you want is stack multiple patties on top of each other. But um, it's just a much much better burger after that. When when you smash it down, you get uh, like if you, if you stack two or three. Uh, somebody that I know. Uh, me stacked four last time we had them on top of each other. It yeah, is sure. A, why not? It why is not? a a, fl- uh, a a crunchy flavored bite through the whole thing, as opposed to just you know soft ground beef in the middle. It's just it's just we're gonna have better. to keep this going when we come back because now we've got somebody asking about over the top chili. So we'll do that when we come back. We will yes. We will describe what over the top chili is, and I've even seen over the top smoked queso which is another thing that possibly you might want to try. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. What a great idea. People are so smart. We'll be right back. It's Food Friday continuing after this. I'm Borky Heesaydad in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Talk Mississippi. What is going on here? Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. It's about time. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. a bunch of messages about a sports talk cookbook. That is something that we really actually need. We need to do. We need to we, do. We, it. we we have got to like legitimately. And if the bosses are listening, I hope they are. But we need to legitimately sit down one day and talk about sports talk merchandise. All right? We're th- we, we are we are literally I mean, I don't know how much we'd sell, but we'd sell something. Something. And that's money that uh, we didn't have before. So I mean I don't care if it's only a hundred bucks a week. That's a hundred bucks a week. I mean, for for no cost to us. So yeah, we and need to do cookbook. that. At a, at a cookbook, I, I just I, here's how I picture the cookbook. All right, the three of us on the cover, you flipping a burger, Richard with like a, a, a bourbon in hand, and me with the tray of lasagna. 
Uh, Richard washing like, his personal chef cook something. Watching, well, that's you in this instance. He's oh, yeah. watching oh, us yeah. cook. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it, audience submissions, we would have to. I mean, I've got the name already. Food Fridays and Every Other Days. Yes. I, what right. are we doing here? We're wasting right, our time. Right, yes, we definitely get we definitely get audience submissions. We get some of our local chefs, guys like Robert St. John, John Currens, Ty Timms. They'd come through with a recipe for us. Some of the guys down there in Jackson, uh, Jeff Good, and the guy, need uh, the guy at Bravo. Get him to, to give us some recipe, uh, give us a recipe here and there. All of our listeners, and then you know me, you, and Richard, whatever the stuff we like to cook, we put it down to paper. I'm I'm so in. Wait, we actually need to. Like yeah, we're we're gonna do that. Also, people are asking about Genteel Super Talk polos. We're gonna have to tell Genteel uh, to add us to the collegiate collection. Yeah, because like I've we got need, I've got the Q Zip on right now, and yeah. I mean this I'm is, a, polo. is a good looking Q Zip. Yeah. By the yeah. way, Genteel the official logo. apparel provider of Sports Talk Mississippi. They are also the uh, the official apparel provider of me at the Sanderson Farms Championship the next couple of days. Uh, because oh yeah, here's an, here's a new. Go ahead, go ahead. They have just outfitted me for golf tournament spectation when it's going to be 71 degrees. I've got Genteel shorts. I've got the, the Genteel golf shirt. And I've got the performance wear Genteel uh, Q-Zip. Already like planned and ready to go for tomorrow and Sunday. All thanks to our friends at Genteel. Genteelapparel.com. Yeah. Somebody says uh, we, if we're going to do this, we got to put some of JT's recipes in there. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Because he'd have them. They're, they're going to be good, I promise. No uh, so. no doubt. So, somebody asked us about over-the-top chili. Now, you've done that before, so I'll let you talk us through it. It's it's actually it's very simple. So, I'm not going to tell you what chili that you should make, whichever one's your favorite. You take a, a Dutch oven or a, a cast-iron pot if you have one, and you do everything that you need to do to make your chili absent the meat. And, and you put it in that pot and you put that pot on your smoker and you get a grate of some kind i use chuck roast you can use whatever you want honestly choose your meat i think chuck was the best for for the chili that i made in particular but you you get a grate and you put it on top of that dutch oven or, or that uh cast iron pot and you smoke the meat on top of the chili and so everything right. that falls from the meat falls mm-hmm. into the chili as it's Correct. cooking. So the chili gets yes. smoked and cooked with the the juices from the meat and your smoking right. meat and then when it's done, you shred it, mix it in with your chili. Boom. Exactly. So I saw an over the top queso. So yeah, if you've made smoked queso before, you know, you know the deal with that. You get the aluminum pan blah blah blah. Put the rack over the top and what this guy did was he had a pork butt and put it over the top of his queso. Now, obviously you can't leave that there the whole time. Right. Because you know, you can't you can't smoke queso for the ten hours. You gotta right. smoke a pork butt. <laughs> That's gonna be some well done queso at that point. But, you know, you, I would especially I would think about I would let the pork cook a little bit and go ahead and build up a little bit of bark. I don't know that I I want raw pork just right over the top of my, my queso. I, I, I want to get some cooking done. But you get that temp up to like 150, 160, where you're starting to get into the safe range, right before you're, you're wanting to wrap. 
and just put it over the top for, while it melts, the, while the cheese melts. Yeah. That, that's an idea. That's a really good idea. Somebody says a shirt with uh, caricatures of us three with Sports Talk Mississippi across the front and comfort color options would sell if, like crazy. If you had, if you had one, like the first face is Richard, like it's just the blank face, right? And it's got like the Richard haircut that's got like a little bit of the bangs that he has. All right, then the second face is you with the short blonde hair. And then the third face is me, short brown hair, glasses, and beard. People would buy that. People would buy that shirt. Not not everybody. We're not going to sell ten thousand of them. People would buy that shirt if they, it's some of our catchphrases. If 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 I put out a shirt, if I put out a navy blue shirt with a red jet on it that said Cross One underneath it, people would buy that shirt. Yeah, they would. They would absolutely buy that shirt. Or if I put out a shirt that that was like Richard and like like at, at the bank, or I don't know how I would describe the picture, but if it said Cross Money underneath it, people would buy that. Dan's got jokes said, would Richard watch y'all cook from the comfort of his newest F-150? He might. He might do that. It did rain today. It, it did. It rained last night. God, the drive home last night was not, it was not fun. Really? Two, two, two months of no rain, and then it decided oh, to yeah. dump rain on I-55 the whole ride home. Including at one point where I was just like, I was down to about 50 miles an hour and doing the old, I'm just barely looking over the steering wheel. Like, it was raining so hard that I wasn't sure if my window was fogged up or not. I was like, do I need to turn on the defrost? Is that what's going on? So I turned the defrost on and suffered in the heat for about th- two minutes before I realized, no, it's just raining that hard that it looks like my window is fogged up. So. Love that. I, by the way, I had a, ra- I had a rant for yesterday. That might might upset some people, but uh, it's the year of our Lord twenty twenty three. Uh, we got to ha- stop having houses moving on the road. You've got three These oversized minutes loads. Away. Oversized loads. I had three of them in front of me yesterday. Like guys, just build your house where you want to live. That's what we got. We got. We got to do something about. It. I can't have people's houses taking up two lanes of the road at what I can't. I just can't have it anymore. Now I'm not saying this just because someone played a very cruel joke on me and my family with an oversized load uh, sign when we were children. I'm not just saying that because of this. I'm saying for real, like just just build yourself a house wherever you live. This is the lot. Build it here. I can't have any more homes on the road. I understand mobile homes. I get trailers, but homes on the road is not a thing. It doesn't work for me. We had, we had, there were two back to back in Jack on the way down yesterday. I passed one and then there was another one right there. Go over the bridge. They take up the whole bridge. You can't pass. I was like, I don't want to go 50. I'm not asking to go 90. I'm not really a big speeder. I, I, I'll top out around 80, 81. But come on. Yes. Vance sends us a picture of his crab pot that's got a ton in there. Bunch of blue crabs. How, how many is that? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I think 10 or 11 blue crabs in his pot that he just pulled out of the ocean. That is living right from Vance on the coast. There you go. Steamed crab or boiled crab? Because I know there's a debate. The people up in Maryland oh. say you never boil crabs. 
just crap. I, I'm not. I don't ever complain. I'm not. If if you put a platter of crab in front of me, I won't even ask you how it was cooked. I'll be half done before you finish talking about it. I love crab. Yeah. Now I I prefer the boil because when you steam crabs and you do the other stuff, potatoes and all that, it doesn't absorb the flavor in the same way a boil does. So the people up in Maryland, they're wrong. Uh, somebody's asking if we both grew up in Madison. Neither. Hey, Neither one never of lived us. in Madison. Neither one of us. And uh, I'm. Uh, Five, six-year resident of Madison. I grew up in yeah. in upstate South Carolina is where I grew up. And I've been the here upstate. for 14 years. There you go. That's 14 I, live, years. I grew up Ooh. in Vicksburg. Down around. I've lived, I've lived in Starkville now longer than I ever lived in Vicksburg. Really? Yeah. I'm at that point in my life now. So that's so home. I mean, it's been home, but that's home, home now. I lived here ninety four to ninety nine, and then I lived here again uh, two thousand through oh four, and then I came back in oh six, and I've lived here ever since. Whereas I lived that? in Vicksburg, what from birth to ninety four, and then I did a couple years back at home after college. So, Debbie, uh, the resident elite level chef on our text line says, "Boil your blue crabs." Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Debbie. Yeah. It's all good. It is all good. But uh yeah, boiled. We didn't do crawfish where I grew up. It was it was low country boils. It was shrimp and, and crabs. Boils, I, yeah. My first crawfish boil yeah. was when I was eighteen. Uh, yeah. just I didn't even know people ate them really. That's that's how ignorant I was to it. My my first crawfish boil was a rousing success because I don't know that they had an uh, they were expecting what happened because I was just eating them, man. Did, yeah. Didn't want to stop. Good. It's like, buddy, we're going to be here a long time today. <laughs> you, you just tell them to keep cooking back there. Uh, so, final course, thoughts you know, with you. And, oh, go ahead. Yeah, we, got yeah, we, get, time, we are up against a hard break here. Six-year, one eight seven nine forty three ninety five. We'll uh, we'll let Haydad pick up where he left off when we come back. Take the friggin' wax out of here. This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk. Mississippi. Woo-hoo! I say sports fans. Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Borky. He's Hey Dad. Sports Talk Mississippi having fun on a Friday. Hey Dad, break interrupted you so rudely we had to pay our bills. You yeah. were saying? Well, I was just saying that, you know, growing up in Vicksburg... Uh, around the time I guess I was like a, a junior in high school, the casinos came in. And so, you know, the restaurants aren't on the casino. So you could just go to the buffets and get boiled shrimp and boiled crawfish all you wanted back in the day. And we did. We did. Nice. We, we, we put a hurting on the Ameristar uh, back in the day. Oh, that sounds like fun. I could go for that right yeah, now. Those are, I mean, I mean, that was like my first ever experience with a sports bar too. Like, there, they, the one of the casinos had a sports bar where you get wings, and they had tri- they had interactive trivia, and, and we would just go in there. I mean, a bunch of seventeen and eighteen year olds they wouldn't let us. You, know, you couldn't drink, right? So, but I mean, of course, at the same time, you know, at that time in my life, at eighteen, if I wanted to drink, I could just go across the river and go to Daiquiri World or PJs or whatever, and, and legally drink because I was eighteen. So, Daiquiri World. Louisiana, man. It is so good. <laughs> so many memories I had. 
We get this uh, message. How is Arkansas not way better given that they have had KJ as a starter for so long? I know he's just one guy on the field, but media was high on them last year, and they didn't perform and haven't since. Um, Arkansas's biggest issue offensively right now is is a bit of health. Line play. It doesn't matter who you've got in the backfield. I mean, their, their quarterback-running back combination should be, uh, I mean, well, one of the top ones in the country, at least in yeah. the conversation of, wow, been, Arkansas's got a great backfield. But He's been he's been unhealthy, though, this yeah. year, Sanders. He hasn't been. He's been 100%. But the, that's all they have, though. You know, since they lost Traylon Burks, they don't really have a big play receiver. And defensively, they're just a mess. I mean, on top of losing all their best players, they lost Barry Odom. And it just shows, just shows that there's not very good defensively. It's the risk that you take when you hire a coach that does not have a system. When when you hire a figurehead, uh, a CEO type, and they don't hire well. I mean, he did with yeah. Odom and Bryles, right? And things were okay, and they, they kind of leveled the ship and steadied the program, mm-hmm. and then they both depart, and then mm-hmm. you replace them. With worse options. And same thing happened to LSU. Same thing happened to LSU when they had Joe Brady and Dave Aranda, world beaters. But then when they have, uh, oh, I can't remember who the, who replaced uh, uh, Brady, but they have him and, and Bo Pelini. It's not so much. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, if you again, you you said it right. If you want to have that coach who's like he's the CEO, but he you know he's known for being a great recruiter. Being a good face of the program, you better surround him with top flight assistants. And if you don't, you know, did you see what you see the results? And even last year they struggled. I mean, yeah. they were seven and six last year. Now KJ was hurt, but still. So somebody that works for Ole Miss football did an AI generated image. Of Jackson Dart, uh, he's got hair flowing out of the back of his helmet, and he is riding Juice. But but Juice, Lane Kiffin's dog, is gigantic, like the size of a horse. And it's this mm-hmm. this image of Jackson Dart riding a dog into the stadium with the football in his hand. And I can't, I won't think about anything else for the rest of the day. And then somebody in the replies of that have a picture of. Morgan Freeman, who's like 12 feet tall compared to the rest of the team, leading the team out of the tunnel, holding like a flamethrower in his hand, about to take the field with the Ole Miss football team. That is what somebody is spending their day on Friday doing, and it's cracking me up. You know what? It's not time wasted if you enjoyed doing it. That's how I, I like to look at things Just like giant that. Giant Morgan Freeman, and he's wearing... It looks like like an Indiana Jones outfit, like like tall leather boots, and he's got like a like a strap around around his chest or something, and he's got this this thing in his hand that's just shooting flames out of it, and he's twelve feet tall, leading the team out on the field. <laughs> Who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> Somebody with a lot more creativity than us. <laughs> Uh, see, we need to get into AI. Uh, apparently, that's that's what we need to. Apparently do. so, yeah. Well, I got I got one earlier today. Somebody somebody who may or may not be my boss, and I may need to send a, a warning to HR about this. Uh, sent me a picture of the Pillsbury Doughboy killing me. 
So I forgot he said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, maybe I need to get on the phone with HR and uh, discuss how this hostile work environment and uh, what my settlement's going to be. HR listens to this, by the way, I know. because I, 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 I know she does. I know, because every time we screw up, we get a text. Thank Don't you. say that, you idiots. Thank you guys so much for making our show a part of your week. Be safe if you're traveling to the games <laughs> this weekend. Have fun, but be safe doing it. We want to see you back on I Monday will. I will. at 3 o'clock. For Richard and Hey Dad, I'm Borky. You'll have Man. a great weekend. Yeah, eh. We'll see him on Monday at 3. I'll see you in Starkville, and I'll see you in Oxford, folks. Yes, sir. We'll see you Monday at 3 o'clock. Have a good weekend. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to MWGEmployerServices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.